Welcome, welcome everybody back to the True Tech Podcast. It's been quite a while since I've made one of these episodes, around six months. I've been pretty silent about my absence on this podcast, but uh, I've just been taking a break um, from creating podcast episodes. But uh, I think I'm I'm about to get back into it. Um, and yeah, I miss a lot of uh, tech news and episodes, um, but... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get right into the the news of today and what's what's been popping in tech recently. All right, let's get into it. But right after today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Orbital. Orbital is your best solution for communication in remote teams and communities. Think of it like Zoom on steroids. One of my favorite features is the distance-based audio, which lets you move your avatar around the space to join conversations. You can broadcast unlimited screens, use whiteboards, share music, sticky notes, documents, and customize your graphics. Ever had a meeting on the beach or in a treehouse? Well, now you can. You can try it for free and get 20% off the first three months using code TRUETECH, spelled T-R-U-E-T-E-C-H. Just go to orbital.chat slash TRUETECH and enter code TRUETECH to get 20% off your first three months. Thanks again to Orbital for sponsoring this portion of the episode. All right, welcome back. Okay, so um, this is episode 96, and we'll be talking about um, some of the old stuff we've missed in the past six months, and also some of the new news that um, you guys would probably like to hear about. All right, so since... What was it? February? There's been a lot of things. Two Galaxy Unpacked events, two Apple events, um, and a crazy amount of new tech that's come out, like Nothing's Phone, um, and many other pieces of technology. Alright, let's just go over the major stuff that we've missed. So, starting from March, there was Samsung's Galaxy Unpacked event for A-series phones, which was uh, putting out their new A-series phones like the A73 and A53. Uh, so mostly budget phones. There were a few new things about it and came with a 5G variation and bigger displays and also had the Exynos 1200 chip, but nothing too important in this event. Next, we had uh, Apple's um, March event in 2022, March on March 8th, with um, the new Mac Studio, Studio Display, the new iPad Air, and the new iPhone SE, and the new iPhone 13 and 13 Pro in new colors. But damn, that was a long time ago. I barely remember about those events. Um, and so the Mac Studio, what it brought uh, was a new new silicon for um, the whole Apple Silicon lineup with the M1 Ultra. And the Studio Display was a basically more affordable version of the Pro Display XDR. Um, it was IP, it's IPS, but it had um, multi-speaker uh, system with, I believe, six speakers, uh, a 1080p webcam, and also a really nice display. There was also the new iPad Air, which developed a new design um, from the iPad Pros, and a new iPhone SE third generation with, um, I believe, the A15 uh, Bionic or A14. 
I'm not sure which one, but the iPhone 13 Pro and iPhone 13 came in new colors, which was um, the green and then the alpine green. Um, so it was a pretty decently packed event uh, for Apple. So, um, and also WWDC occurred in the summer of uh, 2022. That event brought a lot of software to Apple's hardware, including iOS 16, iPadOS 16, macOS, Ventura, WatchOS 9, and also the new M2 MacBook Air and M2 MacBook Pro. Um, and those were some exciting things. And I'd say it was a pretty decent sized event since we did get uh, not only software, but we got some new hardware. So this, this MacBook Air had um, a new design, uh, just like the uh, the M1 Pro, MacBook Pro, uh, featuring the a, a new notch on the display and also uh, a new boxier finish to the overall shape of the laptop. And there's also the M2 MacBook Pro 13 inch, which has a fan but still has the older design with the touch bar as well. But talking about um, that event, iOS 16 was really exciting with the new lock screen, um, being able to unsend text messages and lots of little minor um, tweaks to the software. WatchOS 9, which included more advanced sleep tracking, uh, a few new watch faces, and a lot more health uh, focused stuff like working out and updates over there. Also, iPadOS brought Stage Manager and also brought many of the new updates that came with iOS. And same with macOS Ventura, which brought um, lots of the same um, developments as iOS to that software, as well as Stage Manager, which is basically a new way to manage all your tasks and your apps in one little space on your display. All right. That was basically a, a really quick summary of WWDC 2022. Um, and I really think if you guys haven't watched it, you guys should definitely go check that um, event out because that was a big event. Next, the next big announcement was um, Nothing Phone 1, which was quite a surprise because it was a pretty... A relatively affordable phone at around 400 euros and it showed off its transparency just like uh, nothing's ear one uh, Bluetooth headphones and this phone the main selling point I think here is the glyph interface on the back which is basically their range of like arrangement of around like 900 LEDs that can blink in a certain um, manner and create these weird looking effects on the back of your phone showing um, animations for when phone calls alert you and different uh, different flashes for different notifications and also showing you the battery per um, percentage when you're charging and flipping it back. I think it's mostly a gimmick but this phone has some really nice things going for it at this 400 euro price point including that OLED display which is mostly flat but it's 120 hertz 1080p panel and is plenty bright 
but it looks so nice. There's also two cameras on the back, an ultra wide and a wide lens, which I believe are pretty high resolution sensors. And mostly this phone is a pretty decent phone, but I think if you're considering a mid-range phone, the Pixel 6a is a better option. Um, and Google did release that phone too as well recently, and it comes at around that $400 price point, $500 pr price point, and packs many of the notable features like their um, Google's new Tensor chip, their uh, new camera software to process images, and also a new design with the, like the bar on the back of the phone, uh, making it all symmetrical. And the front has a 60 hertz display, but it has all of Google's stock Android features and makes the phone so, so nice to use, especially with all those quality to life features on that phone. And Android 13 just came out, um, a preview of Android 13 just came out and it shows off what Android 13 can come with. It's mostly a really minor update and probably won't be out until later this fall. All right, the most recent event was um, Samsung's Unpacked for Galaxy Fold, which was a pretty boring event. Um, they released the Galaxy Watch 4 Pro and 4, and also released the new um, Samsung Galaxy Fold and Z Flip 4, um, both of which had really minor updates. But, um, most notably, let's let's start off with the Galaxy Fold 4, uh, because um, th this phone went through a lot of iterations, and right now Samsung is on the top of the pack for uh, the foldable market. And the Samsung Galaxy Fold 4 brought some really minor but key improvements to making this phone a lot more usable and easier for the regular consumer to buy. So this foldable comes at still a really, really high price of um, $1,700 and is still a, quite a premium device. Uh, and it also has a new outer display, which is slightly bigger and most notably wider, which makes it a little easier to use and makes the phone more one-handed than ever. The inside display, however, is still around the same. They have improved the camera technology for the under-display camera. So when you're taking, when you're looking at the display, it's going to be harder to tell that there's a camera underneath that display. Um, the camera quality on this device, according to Samsung, has been improved, but I don't think there's been much improvement. Um, compared to the Z Fold 3. So if you do have a Z Fold 3, I'd say stick with that and um, you can you can wait uh, until the Z Fold 5 and until you upgrade. But this phone um, just had some really minor updates and the hinge was, um, according to Samsung, smaller. So uh, it's, it's now lighter and this phone has a new finish, new colors. So you guys can go check that out. The Z Flip 4 had, has made even less changes to um, the Z Flip 3. And starting off, Samsung is also leading in the, the clamshell foldable devices. So 
they had no intentions to like make this design any different so it looks the exact same and unless you're like really looking for differences you can't really tell that what's the z flip 3 and z flip 4 um and this phone comes at a thousand dollar price point but only has around a 700 dollar phone um specs so the camera is still two cameras um one of which is an ultra wide and one of which the other is a regular wide lens um, and this phone has a new finish with um, the back being matte. So the glass used to be glossy. Now it comes in matte finishes. And also the cover display is now more useful with different uh, ways to interact with it. But it's still quite limited. And the Z Flip 4 uh, still comes at the same price as the Z Flip 3. So um, they're both going to be $1,000. However, the Galaxy Watch 4 and Galaxy Watch 4 Pro are quite different compared to their predecessors. The, the Watch 4 Pro now comes um, with a more durable design and a way bigger battery with up to 40 hours of battery life, while the Watch 4 still has um, a, smaller, a small battery. And honestly, the Watch 4 probably won't be able to last you a day unless you're with heavy use but if you're saving power then you could probably get to a full day of use on the galaxy watch 4 the galaxy watch 4 pro is more aimed towards the more active users the people who are always exercising and always on the go since it's a more durable watch and has a bigger battery and it also has um a no rotating uh what is it um crown it has a just a rotating bezel which you can use to interact with the interface on that watch just like the galaxy watch 4 but if you want the rotating um crown you're gonna you're gonna have to get the galaxy watch 3 classic which comes with the rotating um crown and also lastly the galaxy buds pro 2 are samsung's best earbuds yet but they do come at a price of two hundred uh dollars i believe and this phone i mean th these earbuds uh have better active noise canceling with um more improved mics and also sound quite a bit better than their predecessors so if you're looking for earbuds and you're in the samsung ecosystem um that is a great option to consider Alright, that is enough of the old news. Let's get straight into the news of today. So most recently, we've been hearing a lot of leaks on the iPhone 14 Pro, iPhone 14 Pro Max, iPhone 14, and iPhone 14 Max. If you haven't heard yet, Apple is discontinuing. It's probably going to discontinue the iPhone mini lineup. So they're going to add a bigger variant bigger size version of the iphone 14 the non-pro version and it's going to be the same four phones iphone 14 iphone 14 max and iphone iphone 14 pro and iphone 14 pro max it's quite a mouthful but um this is new this is apple's new strategy because they think um consumers are looking for bigger phones uh with the bigger displays so on the iphone 14 pro and 14 pro max there's going to be a new hole punch like design so you, c you can imagine an eye so it's like a longer pill shape with um 
a hole punch on top and then turn that horizontal and then put imagine that instead of the notch on an iphone that's how the iphone 14 pro and iphone 14 pro max are going to be looking like so it's going to be a new design i'm not sure if i'm a huge fan of it but um at least it's something new um compared to the iphone all the iphones with the notches before it and apple is going to be improving the cameras we're not sure yet but uh probably with a better telephoto dis telephoto lens and also um in a higher uh, megapixel uh, main wide sensor on the iPhone series, iPhone 14 Pro series. And the, the display is going to be even better with um, better colors, higher brightness, and a pro motion display that goes all the way down to 1 hertz instead of the 10 hertz that was um, that the iPhone 13 Pro went down to. And the iPhone 14 Max and iPhone 14 are not going to be coming with these new updates. Um, and it's going to be coming with the iPhone, uh, with the A15 Bionic chip. So it's not going to be the new A16 that the iPhone 14 Pro and iPhone 14 Max, iPhone Pro 14 Pro Max are coming with. So this is the first time Apple has ever done this. Um, usually all the phones in the lineup would have the same processor, but... Apple is changing it up, and the regular models are going to be uh, using the older processors from last year's devices, while the, the Pro uh, lineup of phones will be coming with the new um, silicon, uh, the A16 Bionic. The iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Max will still have a 60Hz display, and also have um, the regular notch that the iPhone 13 uh, Pros came with. And they're also going to be having similar cameras to last year. And there's honestly not going to be a huge difference with the iPhone 14 and iPhone 13. But honestly, this is the year of the Pro where the, the Pro and the regular devices have a bigger gap from each other. And it's rumored that Apple's September event will be happening on September 7th. And that should be really exciting and coming up fairly soon. All right, let's talk about the last story of today. Um which is Sony's new DualSense Edge wireless controller. So the PlayStation 5 has been out for quite a while and uh, with that came the DualSense wireless controller. But Sony is trying to rival Xbox on their Xbox Elite controllers with the DualSense Edge. And this is just gonna be a more pro version of um, the DualSense wireless controller with um, a more a higher quality feeling to the controller and more uh, features um, on this controller um, and Sony is claiming that they're gonna have the best features from both the scuff and elite controllers including the removable analog thumbsticks rear buttons changeable stick caps and even multiple control profiles which is which allows you to customize um, the controller to your liking depending on who is playing and the DualSense Edge allows owners to change out stick caps for three types, which include standard, high, dome, and low dome. There are also two snappable back buttons, um, which include the half dome or lever that can map be mapped to other, any other buttons, much like typical paddles. You can even replace the stick modules, which is a great advantage over the Xbox Elite controllers, which is something that they don't have. And this has like 
overall same design but it's just gonna feel higher quality and it's gonna have a little bit of a different um texture when playing on this controller and you'll even get a braided USB-C cable with this DualSense Edge, which includes a connector housing that locks into the controller. You, there's also a carrying case, much like the Xbox Elite, that keeps all the components in one place and can also charge the controller via USB, USB when it's stored. So this is going to be a quite an exciting controller for um, PS5 users, but also PC gamers and mobile gamers, which you can connect, connect this uh, controller too as well all right thank you so much for listening to this episode it's been so long since i made one so i probably sound really rusty making this right now but um if you like this episode please consider leaving a great review down in the apple podcast section below and sharing this podcast with your friends and also don't forget to check out the sponsor of today orbital all right thank you so much for listening this is Jalen, and I'm out.